Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Kaz. Hey, this is Mike, and you're listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs, and this is episode 44. How you doing, Kaz? Good, man. We switched it up. We 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 we, we, we did. It felt I felt it felt very unnatural to me. Um, I don't want to do that again. I want to I I, <laughs> I want to keep it the normal order. It felt like the one time I um I thought it would be fun to use the urinal as a grown man, but drop my pants down all the way, <laughs> <laughs> like I did when I was four. <laughs> I don't understand that. I I'm I'm I feel like I'm prepared for kids, but I just there's just some things in children's brains I don't understand. Why does a child strip down completely buck ass naked to take a piss? I, I think it's, I, I think your aim is not as honed. Oh, I, yeah, I can see that. that because yeah. I I have this is going to sound awful. And I shouldn't say this on air, but I've seen more naked children in Disney World than I ever thought I actually would. You know what I mean? Because I live next to Disney World, and every time I go in the bathroom, there's just like there's just someone's naked ass kid with their two fucking just like pale oranges gleaming in the light, and I'm like, oh good, there's there's another naked boy in the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, like that's totally cool, whatever, man. I just don't psychologically, or maybe I mean, like to, to your point, maybe it's like a hand-eye coordination thing. Maybe their aim's just bad. Like I just, it's just, it's interesting. So if someone would like to actually, you know what? No one email me about that. I don't want any of that shit, um, uh, online. No one email me about <laughs> naked children. Really don't want that. Uh, I might have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's within the context, man. Uh, it is. You're, you're right. But, but yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, let's 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 keep the regular order next time. Next time you go first, and then I'll I'll, I'll jump in. <laughs> I thought it was kind of fun. <laughs> did, did you feel like it was fun? Okay, that's cool. I can swim with it. But yeah, no, everything everything's good over here, man. Hanging out. How's everything good. over there? Uh, it's pretty good. I can. I can see again. Uh, there's not so much smoke in the air. Uh, oh, okay. I thought this, you were like week. blinded by something, like like someone's like <laughs> threw acid in your face. Uh, my retinal scarring is starting to clear up. Oh, good, good, man. That was bad. Rock and roll. Yeah, and um, I have a really really cool watch on my wrist, so I feel good about that. Um, you well, speaking of cool watches, you we talk about this off air. Have do you still have the listing open? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I do. <laughs> do you want to tell people what you're looking at and what you finally found, or are you afraid someone might snipe it again? I'm afraid somebody might snipe it again, but I'll I'll say it. <laughs> I found another glycine listing. It's a nice nice Airman number one. I'm very tempted to pull the trigger right now. Is it the white dial that you like? No, I like the black dial. But oh, the one okay, thing, I, I I got it confused. But the one thing I don't like about this one, so they make two different, or they made two different versions of the Airman uh, number one 36 millimeter. Um, one version uh, is kind of the standard look with a, a GMT hand, and uh -huh. one is called one is called the Purist, um, and it's basically a three hand movement, but the hour hand goes around uh, just once goes around the dial just once in 24 hours. Um, and there is no GMT hand. There's actually only a rotating bezel. Um, oh, okay. I see. Which is how the original Airman was um, 
the one that was like popular with like Vietnam like pilots and stuff. So right. this is the one. This is the one with the extra added GMT hand, and it's still it's still very very cool. Don't get me wrong, but um, that purist is is very nice. Well, here's the thing: if your if your heart is really with the purist, would you technically be settling for this one you're looking at right now? I don't know. I like them both. I can't tell. Why don't you just buy both? <laughs> just buy both and just wear them on both wrists. Double fist, man. Double 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 fist wrists check. Wrist wristic check. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about that, but this one this one's pretty nice, man. I love that they went with the acrylic crystal. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that I don't think too many people have the balls to do that. And this was this was glycine pre Invicta and, and like I said, I think I think Invicta bought them, came in, <laughs> asked who the hell who the hell was it that pitched this idea for a thirty six millimeter watch with an acrylic crystal and they took them out back and shot them. Um, <laughs> whatever happened to bob oh bob uh, suggested the glycine airman oh <laughs> yeah yeah it sucks so we'll send bob's wife some flowers um well yeah no i i i i i put an acrylic crystal on the mtp1 because i don't know why like sapphire is cool mineral is cool um but there's just i don't know there's just something to I'm constantly afraid that I'm going to damage the sapphire, even though I know it's extremely dense and like scratch proof or whatever. There's just something where I feel like I have to handle it with like as if I were cradling like 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 a baby. You know what I mean? Like there's just even though I know that's ridiculous, I know that's super super dumb. There's just something about a super clean presentation which makes me feel weird. I like the acrylic dome. I have I have an acrylic dome on the MTP one. I love that. There's just something extremely. I don't know just accessible and just like there's just something i can't really put my finger on but there's just something very down to earth about it i really like a lot it's like um it's kind of like with vintage guitars Mm -hmm. like if you if you ever played like like an actual telecaster from the 50s they used to have uh nitrocellulose finishes which were really really nice and like super glossy and and warm looking but Turns out it was really bad for the environment <laughs> and like the, the people that were actually working with this stuff. So they stopped using it. Oh, um, but that's kind of when I see like a, like an acrylic crystal on a vintage watch, like the Smiths that I used to have, Yeah, it, it kind of, I, I would tie it to like, I don't know, like picking up an old guitar and there's just kind of like this weird glossy warmth to it. To that's, that's, that's a, that's a good point. That's actually a good way yeah. of saying it. Super cool, man. So you're, you have, you, you have your finger on the trigger. You're, you're, you're thinking about it. You want to wait? We can wait. I don't want to put you on the spot. Uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm thinking about the, the hellfire that is going to rain upon me. If I, if I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll find some control. But we are talking about we are talking about watch listings today, so this is kind of kind of a good point to uh, to like bookmark the the main topic. You think? Yeah, yeah. So the main point of the show, and this is uh, um, inspired by something I'm going through personally right now, and in addition to um, uh, suggestion from EA8. What up, man? Uh, so this episode, we want to really kind of like focus on the first time watch seller, someone who's selling the watch for the first time, like and sort of like the boilerplate things to do what you want to like actually you know like include in your listing how to figure out pricing and everything like that in addition to that want to just talk about how people like you know like regular people actually look at listings like so just kind of give you an idea of what to sort of 
maybe <clears throat> have an idea of when you start because I'm selling watches right now, which is something I, I never thought I would do, but I I also used to think a lot of things about myself which aren't actually true anymore. So, I, you know, things change as far as I'm concerned. So, <laughs> uh, man, so I'm, I'm in the process of selling watches right now and I'm a first-time watch seller. So there's just a lot that I'm trying to figure out. And, you know, every now and then we get people talking to us, you know, they want to sell a watch, but they don't know you know, how to start and things like that. So it's, uh, that's going to be the main topic. Did, did, I, did I, did I sum it up correctly? I'm, I'm very dehydrated right now. I'm, I'm kind of lightheaded. You should, you should have some, some high quality H2O. I am drinking water right now, but it's disgusting. It's just disgusting water. Isn't the water, the, the water's, oh, you're in Orlando. Did you get it from the tap? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Well, no, I got it. <laughs> Isn't your oh you drink water in Orlando? It's like yeah, what the <laughs> fuck does that have to do with anything, dude? Did you uh, well when you moved? Did you notice a change in the taste of water? Because I used to always hate drinking water in Orlando. Oh, of different, I'm, I'm different for, aquifers. For some reason, I'm very like 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 Becky, my fiance, thinks I'm fucking out of my mind. I mean, of all the things for her to think that, that for her to think me, I'm out of my mind. This is the one that really bothers her the most. Like I taste differences in water, and like it really upsets me. Like, nothing will bother me more than Aquafina water. Like, Aquafina water tastes like, 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 like the, like the spit in the bottom of, like, the dentist bowl. Like, just, it's just, it's just <laughs> sterile and has, like, a very disgusting hint of crisp to it. I hate, I hate Aquafina water. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, I'm very susceptible to the taste of water. And so, yes, the water here, um, I'm in a new building, so the pipes, you know, are new, but there's just something... I don't know. I grow. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, South Florida, and nothing to me will be as delicious as Zephyr Hills. <laughs> we're, we're talking about water now, Michael. We're two rogue water snobs. Nothing will be as delicious to me as Zephyr Hills uh, bottled water. That shit oh. is my jam. You know? oh, we're both we're both pretty snobby about water, then, huh? <laughs> is that is, is is that the case? Do you feel the same? What is your favorite water? We're having this conversation no, right now. No, no, no I, I I get it. Well, I mean, in Orlando, if you probably do like some some kind of filter, right? Like a like a Brita. Or, yeah, or we have a filter built into the fridge. Um, oh, but yeah, like, you're fine. You're but fine. like the so I could buy the on brand filter, which I guess is made from like I don't know the charred skulls from like mass graves in Argentina, or I could buy the off brand one, which is made from like coconut pulp, like like the like the the fibrous the fibrous husk of the coconut plant. And <laughs> I sure. and we bought and obviously we bought the off brand one because it was like. 80% cheaper and I can't help but feel like it makes our water taste disgusting I don't know it's probably in my brain yeah I'm not I'm not really too picky um uh Washington is surprisingly pretty good with just water straight from the tap nice um nice, nice. but but we may we may kind of work out some kind of reverse osmosis filter thing I don't know like from biodome <laughs> <laughs> like from Biodome. Oh man, I want to watch that movie now. It's a great. Uh, it's a fine. That's a fine piece of film history right there, dude. Biodome. Okay, <laughs> starring Stephen Baldwin and Pauly Shore. Okay. <laughs> hey, we should talk about watches now. <laughs> uh, I don't like watches anymore. But yeah, so so yeah, that's the topic of the episode. You know, first time seller's guide to you know selling your watch. You know, things to do, things not to do, what to look out look out for, so on and so forth. But um, uh, before that, there's in an interesting tidbit of watch news that I learned very recently. Um, and there's also the wrist checks. What should we do oh. first? 
let's let's hear the news so obviously um we like seiko and you know grand seiko is a really big thing now especially with the boutiques here in the states the boutique up in new york city and uh i think the manager up there is uh, james tully james stanley tucci it's not stanley tucci i, I made this mistake before um <laughs> <laughs> I should just stop saying proper names. I think it's James something or Jim something. Uh, and then down here in Miami, the other Seiko boutique um, with um, Joseph Kirk, who's a the manager there. Really, really cool. I'm always interested in just kind of what other places carry Grand Seiko. So in the Orlando area, there's a couple other places here. But there is one place, Michael. There is one place I think no one would ever expect to see Grand Seiko. Do you know where that is? Magic Kingdom. Epcot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> in the in the Japan Pavilion and Epcot, you will no. see you will see Grand Seikos because the Japan Pavilion is sponsored by Mitsukushi or Mitsukoshi. Mitsukoshi is like a large retailer and brand distributor that's based out of Japan. And they recently signed the deal to carry Grand Seiko. And at the around that same time, they were renovating the Japan Pavilion. And I walked by my fiance and I told her, I'm like, oh, it's funny. These guys actually just signed a deal to carry Grand Seiko. Wouldn't it be funny if they're renovating this place? And then when it's done, there'll be Grand Seikos in there. Uh, she lost interest in the middle of what I was talking about. But it's still, it, may, it was special to me, you know. And then the place opened up again. And Michael, there are Grand Seikos in the, in the Japan Pavilion in Epcot. It's fucking super bizarre. There's Grand Seiko, there's Astron, and there's Prospects. It's a small, little, tiny, like, booth window thing, but you can just go in there and look. It is, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. Oh, my God. So I can buy, so I can buy a katana. I can buy that, <laughs> I can buy that soda with the ball that you have to push down, and yep. I can buy a Grand Seiko. You can buy a katana, you can buy Ramoon, you can buy that Grand Seiko, and then you can go next door to the American Pavilion, you can buy a fucking funnel cake, and then you can walk 30 feet from there, you can buy some turkey legs. Michael, it's the dream, <laughs> all right? It's the dream, and depending on the timing, if you're here during one of the festivals, you might hear LeVar Burton uh, 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 narrating one of the musical guests that they often have during Flower and Garden and Food and Wine. You can do all of that in the span of probably about 10 or 15 minutes. If you also have probably about ten thousand dollars, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you should you should just have your whole honeymoon inside the Japan <laughs> the Japan Pavilion. I, that, I mean, like that's where I proposed originally. <laughs> we were gonna have the ceremony in there, but uh, we're doing it elsewhere. And I don't know. It's just I when I when I saw that, I'm just like, this is incredible. Like I have to tell. I, I, I wanted to just start like like I wanted to do like a video and start live streaming in there, but the people were looking at me very strangely. I don't think. I think I might have been the first person to react like that to seeing Grand Seiko because I feel like people don't really like register it when they're walking. Yeah, people through. don't. People it, don't it, know. Yeah, it's also very new. Like this is super new. So if you're coming down to Orlando to visit Disney, specifically if Epcot's on your on your radar, first of all, uh, 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 you know, hit me up. We'll, we'll get a drink and talk about watches. <clears throat> and at the same time, go to the Japan Pavilion. Walk into the store, Mitsukoshi. I can't. I can't ever say it. Mitsukoshi. Um, walk in as you as you're walking in. They've renovated it. Uh, it'll be on your I don't know right from left. It will be on your right in like a little jewelry area. It's in the corner. It's super small, but it's it's fucking there. <laughs> it's so I was, I was amazed. I couldn't believe it. Very cool. That's crazy. I uh, I I. So that's that's probably the the coolest place I've ever seen a Grand Seiko. That's that's better than finding uh like an SRP triple seven at Winn Dixie. 
I don't know about that, man. I still, <laughs> I, I still think your experience seeing a Seiko uh, uh, retailer in Winn Dixie is seminal because it's the only place where you can actually buy a Seiko tuna and a can of tuna. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know under the same like roof. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. But wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah, can't wait to go to to go to Epcot again. Yeah, fun. well, you're you're gonna be here for for my wedding, so we'll go. We'll, we'll we'll go and hang out and and just and just nerd out in front of the Grand Seiko window, <laughs> in the Japan nice. Pavilion. Very cool. Wow, man. But yeah, so uh, uh, wrist check, or is there anything else that I'm missing? I think we can do the wrist check. Yeah. All right, you go first. Do the honors. Okay. Um, today I'm I'm kind of so I'm wearing a watch <clears> that I haven't worn in a long time. But it's the watch that I wore for my watch fast. It's the SKX one seventy five or double oh nine, depending on how you look at it. The Pepsi. Um, it's the Pepsi um, SKX, and uh, very cool. Holy shit! It's it's just so <laughs> nice. It's so nice to wear it. I was wearing um, I was wearing that uh, marathon um, pilot navigator for a while. Yep. Uh, and also the CWC diver for a bit. But um, there's just something about going back to Japanese and getting that on wrist, and and uh, what better way to do it with an S- than with an SKX? So uh, it's a solid piece, man. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's it's been it's been hard to wear it lately because of how hot it is. Um, I have it on the steel bracelet, so you know my wrist expands a lot in this in this weather. Right. I, I don't. I'm too lazy to. Well, I say lazy, but I'm. I'm really bad at changing bracelets and straps, so I just don't do it. <laughs> um, but today isn't as hot, so I, so I wore it, and uh, it feels it feels great. Um, you know, once again, I'm always gonna sing praises when it comes to this stock jubilee. Um, you know, people people are gonna make fun of it forever, but really, you know, if you size it right, it's gonna treat you really well. <laughs> Sure. No, yeah, that, that, that's just that's the reality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It and the thing is, at the same time, you have the option of changing it out. If you don't like it, you can hit up Strap Code. You can find something on there, or you can put it on NATO. It's just it's one of those watches where whatever kind of personal influence you want to put on it, it can go with it. It's not like one of those watches that you have to be a purist with. Yeah. Like 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 like. Does that make sense? Yeah. And today today I woke up. Um... You know, I woke up super early and I was really tired and um, I just went straight from my bed to my kitchen to start making coffee. And, uh, you know, I, I used the bezel to time my coffee and it was just, it was just really nice. That's so you cool. Know, I, I find that I use, uh, I don't know about you, but I find that I use a dive bezel a lot in the kitchen when I'm cooking. When I had a regular job, I used to use it as my tea timer, hmm. you know, cause I okay. used to, I used to drink tea. Um, you know, for some reason, and so like you know, I'd like the, the 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 time it would take to steep, but you know the 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 pitfall of that is I only ever put five minutes on my on my dive bezel, like I never like I never put like longer on there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, it's it's like that with the coffee too. You don't want to you don't want it to well with like the method that I use. You don't want to go for more than four minutes because it gets really acidic, and probably the same kind of thing with tea. It, it probably gets really bitter. Oh, it gets disgusting. Um, it it it's it's if you oversteep tea, it gets it feels like you're drinking watery mulch. Because I understand <laughs> the desire to have strong tea, 
there's strong tea and then there's just you not liking yourself. If you don't like yourself and you think strong tea is the most efficient way to kill yourself, uh, I can refer you to some documents that I found over the years that are just give you much more efficient ways of punishing yourself. You know what I mean? Excellent. Uh, walk around barefoot in a bunch of with a bunch of Legos in the ground. Extremely infuriating. I mean, you shouldn't have to ruin good fucking tea by steeping <laughs> it for like 30 minutes or whatever, you know? Michael, should I, should, I, should, should I up my coffee game? I feel like I should up my coffee game because I just use like, I use like a $70 Cuisinart coffee thing that's just, that's just completely filthy. I need to clean it. It, it, it I pressed a button and like it, it shits coffee into this thing and I pour the coffee into the mug and then I put the coffee into me and then I pee the coffee out and then I rinse and repeat every day. Like that's the cycle. I feel like I should take like methodical care and thoughtfulness with how I decide to poison my body with liquids. Like, should I should I up my coffee game? I don't know. I feel weird. I have a French press, but it's like, it's like it's it's made of like easy bake oven plastic, and I'm not comfortable putting hot liquids uh -huh. in it. Like 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 my fiance had it during uh, college, and I've always hated when she uses it because I'm pretty sure it just it just seeps BPAs into whatever the fuck is put into it. Well, in in college. Um... <clears throat> my wife got me a Chemex uh, for a Valentine's Day present, and I've had it ever since. Okay, we've talked um, about this, I believe. Chemex. Yeah. And every every morning, I kind of just waltz over, and I I put a put a kettle on the stove, and uh, it's just, it's very nice. <laughs> so it like sounds like every morning. Ceremonial you, at this point. It sounds like every morning you turn to Bilbo Baggins. You know what I mean? You light yes. the you light the hearth fire. You get your pot <laughs> hanging above the flame. My, you know, have a nice little smoke as the sun rises, and you just you greet the new day with optimism and happiness. Yeah, and I time all the little intervals uh, for the pour <laughs> with my Seiko SKX or, or my or my Bulova, uh Moon Watch, which is also that's very such a that's such a cool watch, man. Like <laughs> yeah, watch. yeah, but yeah, you should up your coffee game. We can talk. <laughs> Maybe I should have my. I don't know. Everything's expensive. I might just stop drinking coffee. I might just I might just go start drinking mulch. Mulch is free, dude. All right. Yeah, it, it is free. Um, fucking free. <laughs> so, what what are you what are you wearing? <laughs> I'm just saying it comes. It just I just it comes out of the earth. I mean, coffee does as well. But there's this entire conspiracy around coffee that makes me pay for it. I don't know if too many conspiracies around mulch. I'm pretty sure there's got to be some kind of caffeine. Level you're gonna you're gonna mulch. spark. You're gonna spark some weird hipster revolution where we start seeing mulch water shops open up or mulch drink shops open up. Dude, as long as I get royalties, I don't give a piss what people do to their bodies. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a good approach. <laughs> I don't give a sh you could you could snort sriracha for all I care and make it awesome. I don't give a fuck as long as my face is on the bottle and there's a check in my mailbox. Okay. <laughs> because I need to afford groceries somehow. That's just, and I have to afford a wedding. Michael, next time I get married, um, can you suggest that I not do it at the same time I quit my job? Can we talk about that? Uh, I hope Becky doesn't hear this episode. <laughs> <laughs> she's not home. She's, she's, she, she gets home late tonight. Um, but yeah, courthouse, so, courthouse marriages are, are pretty pretty affordable. <laughs> dude, I, 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 I want, I'm so conflicted. I want to do... Like, I just want to get married because it's not like we've known each other for, like, 
you know, a month or two and we're still like in that puppy love stage. Like I've, I've, I've known this, 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 this person, this collection of just organs and mucus and skin and love and brains for like seven years now for like a long fucking time. You know what I'm saying? And so it just, I just want, I just want to be married because I love this person and this is the only person I can really like that actually makes me feel like the, the, the days are worth it or that there's things in the days for me. So like this whole like fairy tale romance thing, I don't know, man. You know, the wedding. <laughs> I mean, like fairy tale romance, like wedding thing. I don't know. Yeah, but at the same time, I want it to be nice uh, because you know we're doing something small and we're having guests come and it's gonna be this like small intimate thing. So it's just and I'm, and she, and uh, she just showed up. My cat. I can't bring my cats, dude. No, that's fucked up. Yeah, my family yeah. and loved ones are supposed to be there, and I show these cats a lot of love. I care about these cats a lot. It'll be fine. You're going to have a good wedding. <laughs> I'm just going to sneak them in. I'm going to shave them naked and sneak them in. I don't know why I'm going to shave them, but I feel like that'll make it easier for me to hide them. It might. You know. <laughs> you want you want to come to the wedding, sweetie? Nah, she's walking away. It's me. Um, what am I wearing? So in, 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 uh, uh, in the spirit of the episode today, I am wearing one of the watches that, uh, I am looking to sell. I am wearing my Steverall Bronze More, uh, Bronze More 42. So it's, uh, 42 millimeters. I think it's, I think lug to lug, it's around 50 millimeters. Uh, it's fairly thick. It has a sapphire dome. I mean, I, I like the watch a lot, but like I had this, I, I've, People who've been listening to the show for a while have heard me go back and forth between like <clears throat> wanting to sell watches and not wanting to sell watches. And like I had this really weird thing. I was looking at my watch box yesterday because every now and then I try and go through every watch and just clean it just so it doesn't like get disgusting. And right. um, I was looking at the watches and I was looking at the at the Sumo. Uh, and the Sumo for me was a huge benchmark because the Seiko Sumo SBDC033 was the first dive watch I ever got. And for me, that was this huge thing. And I had this weird thing in my brain. I'm like, dude, in terms of like how I am and the kind of person I am, I had enough. I had enough at the sumo in terms of what I needed. Like, And when you have enough, you realize you don't actually need more. You know what I'm mm. saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so I bought all these watches and they're very beautiful and like, uh, you know, I like them, and some of them are sort of special to me, but they felt in addition to the core first three or four watches that I had. Like, it was, it was, this, it was like the Seiko Sumo and the Temptations, like the backup singers. Even though the backup singers were probably <laughs> much better singers than the Seiko Sumo. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, so, uh, uh, and this, the, the, the Steverall Bronze Mora is one of those watches. It's a great watch. It's from Steverall Micro Brand. They are technically no longer around as of the release of the latest Megalodon from Steverall. Steve, uh, uh, the owner of the brand, has closed it and is focusing full time on Raven, Raven Watches, which is the other brand. And so, um, they're doing some really cool pre orders. So, hopefully, in a future episode we can talk more about that but uh, uh so steverall is no longer around but this watch is still here and the watch still has a great following and it's just it's cool it's a bronze watch it has um it has sort of like panerai leanings but more tool like tool like like everyday carry oriented it's a tough as hell watch 
but I've I've decided to sell it. I think it's time to kind of move on and let someone else enjoy the watch. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 does, does any of what I'm talking about, in addition to all the coffee stuff, make sense, or or am I just off my rocker right now? No, no, you're right. I, personally, I I still kind of kick myself for missing out on that turquoise version. You remember that one? Beautiful. It was a really, really, really pretty watch. Yeah. That that watch was kind of insane. And I think I think it was 25, <laughs> 25 pieces only, just like just like yours, correct? Yes. So the way he did it with these, um, I'm pretty sure it's with all of them, but I know specifically with the bronze more forty twos is um there for each color, there's two dial configurations. And so there's the new like I don't know what's actually called, but there's the numeral dial and then there's like the dart dial. I have the numeral dial. And so for each numeral and dart dial, there were twenty-five pieces. So for each color there's fifty pieces, but for each dial configuration there's twenty-five pieces. So I have one of twenty-five pieces of the green um, numeral dial configuration. So yeah, I mean, the one that you're talking about there, just like the other ones, it was very, very limited. And that turquoise one was super popular. That that one sold out pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at photos of it now and it's really nice. It's beautiful, um, yeah. But I, I understand, it, it's kind of, it's kind of happened to me before where I, I guess, so I will say that I've given up or I think I've given up on being minimal in my collecting. I think I'm always going to have a core collection, mm-hmm. but I'm always going to have accessory pieces in that collection that kind of oh, complement okay. the core watches. And maybe that's something that you were feeling. Maybe you felt like you had a nice core collection, but you had too many accessory pieces. Is that kind of making sense? It is making sense. But the thing is with me specifically, it's weird because I had, I now have the ability to just make my own watches. That's what's also super, super weird right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that changes things. That, most people can't do that. <laughs> yeah, so that's why my situation, I feel like, is a little weird. Like, why would I spend 900 bucks on a watch when I can spend, you know, maybe a couple hundred on what I need and make it myself? Make a watch that no one else has. Because the thing is, like, there's the MTP1, which is based off of my fiance's engagement ring that you know everyone's seen, everyone's talked about. But I have just like, I have so many other ideas for watches that I haven't started working on yet. I'm just focusing on the MTP1 and it's just, it's just, it's weird. It's not like other watch brands where I'm making a watch to sell it. Like I'm making a watch because I want to see it in my watch box. I don't give a piss about anybody else and what other people feel about the watch. Like I, so, so that's why I'll, I have like this Devereaux Bronze More and my Orange Star GMT are two $900 watches that I own. And $900 for me is a lot of money. So like when I bought those watches, those were like I, th- I think it's I think it's a lot of watch a lot of money for most watches like Okay. That's... Okay. Well, I, I just, you know, I wasn't sure. I've been seeing a lot of fucking Tudor Pelagos on Instagram today, so you know, I can't, can't really <laughs> can't really tell. Everyone and their mother had a Tudor Pelagos, a Tudor Black Bay, or right now it seems like an Explorer one. Everyone has <laughs> one of those three watches. So nine hundred bucks for a watch is not that much <laughs> in the greater, you know, the grand scheme of things. And so I looked at these two watches, you know, the Stover Bronze Memorial, which I have for today's wrist check, and the Orient Star GMT. Um, I forget the reference number. And I'm like, I, you know, the watches are great, they're beautiful, but there's just, you know, I I had enough. I had enough before they ever entered here. And and I looked online. I can buy what I need to make my own GMT. You know what I mean? Which would just be so fucking cool. Yeah. 
So, so I don't you, know. do you think do you think you maybe you maybe moved too fast on those? Yes. For example. Okay. Yes, I think I moved too fast on them. Not not in the decision making process, like specifically with those, but I moved too fast to grow my collection because at the time I was in a career path that let me do that. But as we've learned, you know, in previous episodes, I believe it was episode 28 or 29. I'll never forget. Obviously, I have forgotten because I can't remember if it's 28 or 29. But I remember recording either one of those episodes where I was just talking about how how empty I felt, you know, in my work. <laughs> Even though my work let me buy, you know, fun watches and everything like that. I remember I was on the, at the around that time, you know, I'm Michael, you know, I was on the phone trying to find someone who could find me one of those long jeans pulse meters. From the heritage oh, collection. I know. I know. Oh, Don't talk about that watch. That's like a $4,500 watch. But like I remember I, I like an idiot, I called Watch You Want. Uh, those guys will not leave me alone now. Um, I'm sure they're great to deal with. But but anytime anything remotely related to the letter L for Longines shows up, they try calling me. It's like, listen, guys. They just I'm moved. S- I, I think they just, they I think they moved uh, out of... Fort Lauderdale to Philly, I think. Well, yeah, because one of their warehouses, I think Govberg Jewelers is based in Philly. Yeah, I think they kind of merged the operations. Okay. Um, maybe they'll stop calling me now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, I mean, you know, maybe they lost my number in the move on their Rolodex because everyone's, <laughs> everyone's still super uses Rolodexes. My dad Rola, does. <laughs> Rola. Well, that's totally fine because it works for him, man. Your dad's your dad's got his process, he's got his ways, and it's working for him. You know, dude. My my dad is a hardcore cargo shorts Hawaiian shirt kind of guy. <laughs> he's er- he's earned it, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> he has. <laughs> he's fucking earned it, man. So, so yeah, like I feel like I moved too fast in thinking that it was appropriate for me to look at these watches, and like now that some circumstances have changed, and I'm looking back, and I'm like, dude, like I don't. Because the other thing also, and this is important, like when you're deciding, this is pertinent to the topic of the episode, when you're deciding to sell a watch for the first time, the biggest indicator is, do you wear the fucking watch? And it's like, dude, no. Like I haven't, the last time I wore the bronze more is when I decided to randomly put it on in the middle of an episode because we were talking about it. I haven't worn it since then. Mm-hmm. You know, I wore my Orange Star GMT, um, I think the last time was like a few weeks ago. I think, yeah, I think I wore it a few weeks ago. Okay. And that was because I didn't want to wear something with like a NATO strap, <laughs> which is stupid because mm-hmm. um, I could have worn my Blue Lagoon or my Sumo. But, you know, it's just I don't know. So I've, I've, I've you know, I, I, my collection can exist, you know, without those. And I think also selling these watches will just act as uh, a motivation and kind of fire to work on Rivka more and expand the brand more. You know, so yeah, that's. I mean, that's a that's something. You know, that's a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you manage to kind of move away from these watches. Yeah. So so I'm so for the wrist check again. I'm wearing that Stevrol Bronze More. This is one of the watches I'm looking to sell. I've had it for I mean ten months. I bought it last October. I bought it directly from Steve in person uh, in in New York during windup. Um, I'm sure some of you guys remember. Be talking about it um i'm selling it with the rubber strap with the bronze hardware i'm selling it with the leather strap with the bronze har- hardware i'm selling it with the case um like the carrying case it came with you know i'm i'm scared i'm scared of wind up 
for that for that reason. I feel I feel like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna fall so in love with something and also fall in love with the idea of buying it in person from the person that made it. It's extremely the idea is extremely romantic and they and they will and the vendors will I mean not to say this in a derogatory way, they'll try and capitalize off of that. They'll try and like really, really sell that. And that's, that's totally not a bad funny. thing. That's not you no know, no no it's not a bad thing. So if Sorry, I'm just I'm having like a panic attack. <clears throat> so you know, add 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 wind up. You know, yeah, obviously look. And if you walk in with the intention of buying something, awesome, like be open. But if buying something was never on your mind and it enters into your mind after you have a conversation with someone, I'm not saying not to buy it, but I'm saying be a bit more introspective about your decision to buy. Are you caught up in the social atmosphere of being with other watch people? And so you're kind of spurred on to purchase a watch because you're among like-minded folks, or is this something that you actually, you know, want? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, you know, you and I both have to be careful. But uh, I, I suggest if you're also going to wind up, which Michael and I are going to be there, keep an eye out for us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to meeting because I know, I know a lot of the listeners are in that area, in the New York, you know, that Northeast area. So if you're going to wind up, definitely look for us. It's going to be so much fun. I think just to meet. Even like a couple people, I don't know. It's it's just gonna be a lot of fun. What I would suggest is if you, uh, the best way to kind of protect yourselves from the sirens of windup uh, is not to strap yourself to the mast of your ship. It will be what I'm doing, and that <laughs> you should walk into windup flat broke. If you wind okay. up in, if you walk <laughs> up into windup with nothing in the bank and all your credit cards maxed. <laughs> You will not buy a thing. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can say definitively, uh, it's the it's the CAS methodology of keeping your shit in check. Uh, okay. Uh, you just be broke all the time. You'll only ever <laughs> buy things you absolutely need to survive, at least for one day. You know. Cool. Well, New York is expensive. <laughs> it's, it's also in Chelsea Market, man. So for people who don't know, Chelsea Market is where you go and pay $35 for a single eggplant because it was grown on the back of like an organic tortoise in, in like South America. You know what I'm saying? Like it's <laughs> it's a little ridiculous like how expensive things are in that little place. The only thing I was surprised about is I was hanging out with some of the guys from the Stevro booth and we went to get coffee and coffee was like a dollar. And I'm like, oh, this is probably like from like the puddles outside. You know what I mean? They probably because it was it was raining a lot when I was there. So like some like some like 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 entrepreneur savant hipster was like, dude, I'll just get organic rain and mix it with like puddle muck, and I'm gonna call it you know uh, dollar coffee, and people will pay me for it because that's how the economy <laughs> works now. The economy is just people selling other shit that they didn't want to you and making you think you walked away the better person. That's just what that's that's all an economy is. Yeah. I think I, I, if there are if there are any economists e- economists listening, I'm so sorry. I, I I don't know how the economy works. I ca- I kind of want some coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> After all my puddle and mulch talk, you want fucking coffee, dude? Well, I want good coffee. Oh. <laughs> so maybe if we just talk about bad watches all the time, people will only buy good watches. Is that how it works? Maybe, <laughs> possibly. Possibly, it's possibly how it works, man. But yeah, so um um. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm selling watches, and so I'm excited for this topic of the episode today because I I've never sold a watch, but Michael, as we've talked about before, if you've been a longtime listener, which a lot of you have, which is just fucking incredible to me still, Michael has sold a lot of watches. Um, so just just to kind of like say it, also, I'm 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 like trying to figure out how to do this in terms of like 
listings, but just to let people know in case you want to just like ask about a watch, I'm selling my uh, Steverall Bronze Mori 42. I'm selling my Orient Star GMT, the blue dial with the red GMT hand. Uh, I'm selling that Janus Trading uh, Azores in vanilla. Um, I am also selling my Orient Disc, which is a watch you probably have never heard of. Uh, you might have seen it on our feed a couple of times. It's a weird, quirky little watch. Uh, I'll put a picture of it, of it soon, but all these things come with the original boxes and everything like that, which from what I understand is a big deal, right, Michael? Like if you're selling a watch, if it has the original box, is it a big deal or like not really, or like it sort of depends because I feel like you can have the original box, but if it's like thrashed, it matters, or if it's thrashed, it doesn't matter because I know um, there's some things like, like yeah. I feel like people will try and add like, oh, well, it comes to the original box, so it's like an extra hundred dollars. It's like, dude, you're not selling like fucking like early Ferrari transmissions in the original box, you're selling watches, yeah. man. Yeah, really. I mean, it. <sighs> The box thing only matters with Rolex, oh, okay. AP, Vacheron, and Patek. I think. Well, watch family, you'll be happy to know I am not selling any of those watches because I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't own any of those watches. Patek <laughs> but, Philippe Perpetual yeah. Calendar has never graced my disgusting wrist, so I think we're okay. That's that's really I I mean other than that I, I don't think the box the box really matters I mean some some maybe it really depends on the buyer you know sometimes buyers just like to have everything but I have personally never let the absence of box and papers get in the way of me um, experiencing a good deal or getting a good deal sure you know okay I mean? so you you as a user you as a purchaser a box not being there wouldn't hold you back papers wouldn't necessarily hold you back obviously this is excluding Vacheron, Constantine, and Patek Philippe, and Adama Piquet, which you brought, which, which you buy all the time. Um, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. What I think would really matter more is like a seller, like a seller rating. If you're on eBay, that's a big deal in terms of authenticity, right? Yeah, that's that's a huge deal for me. And I, you know, I've been, I'm super discriminating on eBay as as far as watches go, and and, and really are and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't like to see anything below a hundred. Because I, I'm not even sure, I'm not even sure that feedback matters all that much, um, because I think there are ways to fake it. Uh, really, you I, think I'm, so? I may be a little paranoid, but I think I think there are ways to fake it. And really, hey, paranoid is good. If you don't, if you don't actually go to their profile, like they may have like, I don't know, like 500 transactions with like a bunch of positive feedback, mm. but like. 499 of those are as a buyer i mean like anyone can really oh, just click buy it interesting. now you know but then you click on the feedback as a seller tab and they sold like a like a baseball hat once you know and then <laughs> you their, and then you don't, their you don't really know yeah to their cousin so <laughs> yeah you don't you don't really know like ebay man ebay there are some larger retail retailers on on eBay um, that I'm okay with because I know they're larger retailers. Like, um, for example, Watch You Want is also on eBay. Right. Dovberg is is on eBay. Um, Matthew Bain in Miami is on eBay. Rob, so is Robert Marin. So those two names, Robert Marin and Matthew Bain. If you're the kind of person that 
you know, buys ugh, old 5512s and, and like guilt dial, like sea dwellers and stuff like that, then, then fine. Okay, um, good. Cause I, I have no idea who those two people are that you just mentioned. I'm like, I'm like, Oh God, uh, am I supposed to know who the fuck these dudes are? I have no idea who these motherfuckers are. But everything else, I'm kind of super suspicious, and I've never, uh, I've never really taken much of a chance on eBay past like a certain price range, mm. like the, um, you know, the last SKX that I bought was was on eBay, and I've never seen, I've never seen or heard of the the person before, but they had like fifteen thousand transactions and like ninety nine point nine percent positive feedback, and I was like. All right, I don't think I'm gonna get burned on an SKX if I just <laughs> buy it now, right now. You know, so um, yeah, it's it, it depends on what you know and the experiences you've had on eBay. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes, sometimes the box and papers thing can get kind of weird. Also on eBay, especially with Seikos, um, I I've seen and heard people like buy Seikos um on eBay and get like weird boxes or not the Seiko box at all. And that's kind of annoying, you know, if you if that's you buy weird. something brand new, like a brand new Seiko, even if you spend like 170 bucks on an SKX, I would like the little blue Seiko box, you know, especially right. if I'm buying it new. <laughs> like don't, don't send right, it to right, me in right. like a like a cigarette carton, you know. <laughs> Um, but he said, o- he, overall, they, overall, they, they, they mail it to you in like a, in like in, in like a Chewy dot com box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But eBay, I, I've actually never sold on eBay. Uh, maybe actually, I sold one watch on eBay, and this is embarrassing. I sold a Parnas uh, Pam One Eleven clone. I remember. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, that's funny. So I, 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 I think that would be interesting to kind of talk about what would be the popular places. To sell something ebay obviously i have sold most if not all of my watches on uh the watch exchange subreddit okay cool 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 you know why i so i i've i've bought watches i've bought watches on ebay and on the watch exchange subreddit you know why i like the watch exchange subreddit i feel like the channel of communication is way more open you know what i mean i feel like i, know, I could yeah. totally be wrong like i feel like there are there's a weird like wall in terms of if I need to talk to the seller about something with eBay with eBay. Yes. With eBay. Yeah. And their messaging system is super weird, but actually something, something that the watch exchange subreddit has been doing lately. um, There's, there's another subreddit that kind of opened up called the watch exchange feedback. And when you, so when you post an ad or a listing on a, on the watch exchange subreddit, like a bot will immediately post something under your ad and it's all of the posts related to you, the seller. Yeah. Um, like anything concerning feedback. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And you can, you can awesome. Im- immediately kind of just click, click on one link and see all of the uh, feedback for a seller. So mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty nice. I think that's pretty sweet. So yeah. um, eBay's place you can sell, you can sell on the Reddit watch exchange subreddit. Um, which they're constantly improving. And the thing is, the community there is awesome because I also love it because if you are a genuine first-time uh, seller, I feel like it's a bit easier to be a first-time seller on the Reddit Watch Exchange as opposed to like eBay. Because like to your point, who the fuck's yeah. going to buy something from, something from someone on eBay who has no like no listings except one for a watch, no feedback, no reviews, 
but they would like you to spend seven hundred dollars on this watch that they're selling to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. On on Reddit, it's a bit more open because if you burn someone on Reddit, someone on the, someone on Reddit will find you, and they, and they will and they oh will yeah you, they, they will make you pay. <laughs> yeah, they will they will not fuck around. If you burn someone on the watch exchange subreddit, it it gets it gets bad. Like you will get shadow banned, and it's just like oh it's craziness. So. Um, for first-time seller, I feel like watch exchange subreddit makes sense, but I know <sighs> watch you seek is huge for selling watches. Have you ever have you ever sold anything on there? Watch you seek? No, I I actually <laughs> I guess I, on watch you seek I'm what you would call a lurker. I think I yeah. made an account and I just like I may have posted like once, like hey, um, I'm here. And then I tried to post like a picture like another time and it's like, you can't post a picture unless you've posted like 10 posts or something. And I'm like, well, what, if, what, the, what am I going to talk about? You know? Um, but besides what well, actually a lot of, a lot of bigger sellers sell on, on watch you seek, but I never really, I never really go through watch you seek to look at those. I just go to watch recon and that kind of pulls all of the watch ads from, like the Rolex forums and watch you seek and yeah. like military watch forum and time zone. It pulls it all into one, one big place. And it's super convenient. Yeah. Watch uh, recon's cool. I think it's a, I think it also access it through the browser in addition to the mobile app. But basically like Mike is saying, watch recon is like a, it's like a watch, like a used watch listing aggregate for you to kind of yeah. just, just pulls listings from all like popular trusted websites into one place where you can look at them. That, that, like, yeah, that, that, that's a good point. That, that's super convenient. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well also, also with those, with those listings, it's as easy as, well, I will say the most important thing is kind of taking the seller name and just like entering it into Google and just adding like, watch you seek. And then you'll find the feedback threads. So like, Take somebody like Lunar Oyster, for example. You're like, who the hell is that? Um, if you if you Google the name plus watch you seek, you find all of the threads of people saying like, this guy's an awesome seller or I got burned by this guy. And that's that's what you need to look out for with watch you seek um, as opposed to eBay that shows you like an immediate feedback system. Yeah. Um, or, or like, um, you know, the watch exchange feedback separate. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so I mean, for me as a first-time seller, I'm probably going to go for the Reddit, uh, so uh, the Watch Exchange subreddit. I feel like it. I feel like it makes sense because to your point, if you're first-time seller and you might not have a watch you seek presence, oh it's yeah, hard. You have to yeah, post yeah. ten things, and then if you're on eBay, it's also weird. So Watch Exchange subreddit could be interesting. So this and I, is, I'd say I'd say even even on the watch exchange subreddit, you know, if you are a first time seller, w they probably have guidelines. They do in, oh, the, yeah. in the sidebar, um, but you should you should kind of mention like, okay, like I'm a first time seller. Um, you know, I think when I sold something there for the first time, I like linked like to my eBay feedback, you nice. know, and then and then somebody was able to look at that and say like okay, this, this person isn't shady or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would kind of be explicit that you, that you are a, a first time seller. 
Yeah, that's a good point because I feel like that's one of those things also where people will super appreciate that just like open communication and that transparency. It's just like, I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to pretend like I've sold a bunch of watches before. Like, and, and like I did this, I, I made a post about the several bronze more that I'm selling. And like, I think I had said, like, I've never sold a watch before. So like, I'm just I'm super open to just having a conversation about what makes sense. I'm just interested in, you know, having this watch move on for me, so on and so forth. So as a first time seller, I think being transparent makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah, for sure. What was the last watch you sold? I'm trying to think, but I can't remember. Did you sell the system 51? No, no, I kept that. The last watch that I sold may have been the Steinhardt ocean vintage military. And oh, I did man. go, I, I did go through the uh, watch exchange subreddit. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So what would the process like? So what's your process in terms of like selling something? Do you do you take pictures of like every single angle of the watch, or do you work on like the wording, or do you do your, your like price research for? Because like that's where I'm sort of stuck right now. Because like I want to like figure out where to start, and so I'll start by like snapping some photographs. But then like Adam snapping photographs, I'm like. Mm. I wonder what a watch in this condition would go for. And then like, I'll try and figure out the price and then like, but then I get super, super weird because I'm super afraid of like pricing the watch at something. And then for some reason have a detail missing in the photographs that like someone feels like I was trying to like hide or they like got mad about, you know what I'm saying? Or am I overthinking it? You can also say that. Uh, I mean, I've never, I've never looked at a listing and like seen a missing photo and thought like, well, this person's trying to hide something, but, um, kind of the, the first, the first step that I would do is go to watch something like watch recon or chrono 24 and mm -hmm. do some, some kind of some market research, see what your watch is going for and kind of try to think about what you want, what you want to get out of it. Like I've never, I mean, the watches that I sell aren't really like investment grade, so I'm not trying to get like a ton of money out of them. Um, okay. so like, I'll just look at watch recon and think of what I'm okay with and, you know, throw a price out and leave some room for, for kind of bargaining because that will happen, you know? And that's so the first that, step for me. Is, do you think bargaining is to be expected? Like if you think, if you see a bunch of watches out there and they're also selling your watch and they're all for like, let's just say, you know, X, X amount of dollars and you think, okay, well I'm going to make, I'm going to price myself prospectively and do X minus a hundred dollars, you think someone will still try and like bargain with you or like haggle with you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's just, why not? You know, it's the internet. I, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, it can't, it can't hurt, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you just, you, as far as price goes, you gotta, you gotta think about what you want and uh, see, see what the, what the kind of trends are like with, with your specific watch. I mean, yeah, you know, I know that if I sell an SKX, you know, they sell for like between 160 and 180 new. Um, I'm not going to get mad if I get between a hundred and 120 for it, you know, yeah. it's gonna, and, and I mean, what are you going to expect? You're not going to, you're not going to come out on top ever when you sell a, when you sell an SKX and that's kind of, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of buying watches used. If you're kind of, I'm not skilled enough to buy all of my watches used, um, to be honest, but if, if you buy everything used, you're kind of immune to that. If you think about it, maybe you can break even on an SKX and sell it for a hundred bucks because you bought it for 90 
I don't know. Or a hundred. Right. <laughs> you know. But yeah. Some stuff to think about when you're starting out. But definitely um, also as many details as you can post. Uh, specs. You know, I, I, yeah, I always put in sense. specs. You know, I, I put in specs even if it is common knowledge. I put case diameter, case thickness, uh, movement, uh, crystal uh, bracelet straps, um, and then along with any kind of cosmetic uh, discrepancies that the watches might may have, if something is missing, if I'm missing the box or the papers, just try to be as, as transparent as you can. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. You, you know yeah. what's funny about um, selling the bronze more is I cannot tell if the patina is like damage or if it's just patina you know what i'm saying like 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 do i do i say oh the case is has you know darkened abrasions it's like well and that's just patina that's like with with like happens. a bronze case yeah it's a bronze watch yeah i mean just you know the watch has some patina you know you let him know and you take as as many photos as you can like good photos yeah. you know hmm. it'll be okay Kath. <laughs> no, i just i don't i don't know i just feel like it's feeling doing something wrong but but what you're saying what you're saying makes you know a lot of sense actually you know what i'm saying in yeah. terms of like getting everything ready and stuff like that my my experiences as a buyer on the watch you say stuff reddit i mean have been have been pretty cool i uh, what are the two i bought two i've bought two watches from the watch exchange subreddit um one of them was from someone who had like no feedback. Actually, it's really funny. Uh, not only did they have no feedback, um, I saw in their comment history, they got into a fight with someone about one of their listings because that person said that they had done their listing wrong. Uh, the other oh, watch- well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. I still bought it anyway. I'll tell you that story in a second. The other watch um, I bought from someone who was uh, uh, Super, super well-known in the watch stain subreddit. I mean, I forgot his fucking name, but all the guy does is sell Omega Seamaster 30s, like vintage Omega Seamaster 30s. Yeah, I forgot like, his name too, but we would always talk about him and say like, oh my yeah. God, look at this crazy, crazy Seamasters this guy had. Like Seamaster yeah. DeVille's was like his bread and butter. Yep, yep. Yeah. And now he's 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 uh, sipping margaritas on a, on, a, on a hammock somewhere in Costa Rica or whatever. I have no idea where he's at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. So I, 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 the, the from the second seller I was talking about, the one with great feedback. I had purchased the um, Omega Seamaster Thirty Two Eight Six, Two Eight Six, Three Eight Six. I think I think Two Eight Six caliber. I always get them mixed up. Uh, the first watch from the person who had really weird, really weird feedback um, was actually my Poljot. Uh, of all fucking watches, my Poljot Thirty One Thirty Three. Um, that watch for a long time was my White Whale. Always just in sight, but never. Never really in my reach or felt right, um, but it's interesting. The, the 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 woman who was selling it, she knew a lot about Sofia watches. Uh, the argument that I had seen in her history is that she had listed. So this is this is a Slava medical story um, of which I have a few, Ooh. unfortunately. Ooh. <laughs> I know she had listed a Slava piece and had listed as a Slava doctor's watch. Um, which it wasn't. It wasn't the Slava Doctor watch. It was the same case type as the Slava Medical, which the it's a super like 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 Russian watch niche. Um, the case shape designation among Russian watch collectors for the Slava Medical and other watches with that case shape is the fridge. 
called a fridge case. I don't I don't know. Okay. I guess it I guess it I guess it looks like an old ice box. I have no idea. I don't there's also the crab. The 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 the, the Kirovsky crab. I don't know who names these fucking watches, okay? <laughs> but the uh, the case designation is called the fridge. And so this watch that she was selling, it was a fridge case. And so I guess erroneously she called it um you know, a doctor's watch, which it wasn't. And so the thing is, if you're going into it and you read that, that's a red flag that you wouldn't really want to do business with that person. But here's the thing. This is where a lot of, like, personal research also came in. I knew enough about the Poljot 3133, of which one of, one of you know, that she was selling one, which is the one that I ended up buying, that, like, like I, 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 not to sound cliche, because I, I don't like cliche metaphors, but, like, I knew this thing like the back of my fucking hand. And so... She had put the listing up and she had said some things um, which were sort of like wishy-washy, but I'm looking at the watch and I knew it was exactly what I wanted. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. one of those things where like if you're as a buyer, having that like research helps a lot, you know? And so it's one of those things where it was kind of a weird interaction because she knew about the watch, but I guess there were just specific things she didn't really know. So it's one of those things where if you're going to sell the watch, be super, super knowledgeable about like, especially if it's like a vintage watch or a Russian watch. Actually, if it's a Russian watch, just 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 don't sell it. Just just keep it. It's not worth the hassle. <laughs> well, if you have a bunch, you can sell it as a lot. And oh my God, some, right? As like a, as like a not, uh, 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 like a no, no reserve kind of thing. Right. Um, so if one of you out there has a box just full of Slava medicals, <laughs> you give me a call. Michael, I have to tell I you just, Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I, 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 I cut you off. What would you say? No, if you do have a box of those, pat yourself on the back. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, pat yourself on the back on the way to my apartment where I will buy uh, all of them <laughs> from you. And then I will dominate the Slava medical market. So I have a story about Russian watches and Italy. For some reason... Um, this is something I really still don't understand. The USSR imported a large number of their watches to Italy. I don't know why. I don't know if there were political reasons. I don't, not, I mean, I'm pretty sure they weren't allies. Maybe they were allies. Who knows? I don't, I'm not really a history person. I'm just an asshole that likes watches. Uh, but every now and then, people will find a Russian watch gem in Italy. Um, I say oh. that because because for okay. some reason a lot of Slava medicals come out of Italy. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Maybe all the Soviet doctors are like, "Fuck this place, we're going to Italy," and they just went to Italy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My buddy actually he recently married an Italian girl, and he moved okay. to Italy, and he's living in the house that like belongs to her family's like grandparents or family or whatever. So it's just a house, and it's just collected all of this stuff. And so he gets there, and he sends me a message like, hey, man, I'm moving into the house right now in Italy. There's a bunch of random Russian watches here. And I'm like, huh, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, this is like, <laughs> there's just a bunch of, I was so excited. I'm like, I'm like, huh, huh. He's like, oh, there's just a bunch of Russian watches here. And one of them is even in the original, like, box it came with. Is that good? I'm like, I don't know. His name's also Michael. I don't know, Michael. It depends. Like, can you send me, like, pictures? Instead, instead of, instead of pho- photographs, he sends me a, a, a like a like a like a video, a video of him like going watch to watch, and there are some interesting ones. And then he gets to the watch in the box. It's a long box, and it says Raketa on the front. It's a red box with gold um, lettering. It says Raketa, and I'm like, oh my god, what the Ooh. fuck is in this box? And he opens it. 
Michael, it was an unworn with the strap, still looked fucking brand new, had Cyrillic, which meant it was old, uh, Raketa Perpetual Calendar. <laughs> wow. How crazy is that? <laughs> I know that's a tantrum from the topic, but like just talking about Russian watches just reminded me. It's, it is well, is he is he looking to sell them? Is he looking to, to list them? I, he I mean, just asked me if I wanted them. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. I'll take them, Michael. <laughs> Other Michael, if you're listening, I don't, I don't know if you're listening to the show anymore, Mike. But if you do, I, yeah, you know, I'll, you know, you know, I'll take them. I'll take them. <laughs> um, there were also a couple pocket watches in there. I didn't get a very good look at, but, um, but yeah, I don't, under- I don't understand why there's so many U- like USSR Soviet watches in Italy. If someone knows, please tell me. Well, this this is kind of a good place to steer the conversation. Um, what about what about perusing like listings um, on like eBay.co.uk or .it like you've done before? I would yes, I've done that before frequently. I liken it to sex without protection. You know what I mean? It's really a fifty-fifty of this is going to go great, or I am super going to get venereal like disease. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to walk out of this with an urological STD. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I've, I have found listings that are just like in a language I will not even begin to understand. Like, like, dude, I don't speak Bulgarian. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I <clears throat> it's, that comes down to you having the knowledge to do what you need to do to authenticate just from the pictures alone. I do it uh, uh, frequently just because it's just the nature of, of Soviet watches. You know, that being said, I don't really know of any other watches I would go to like random Ebays for. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I did it when I was hunting for the CWC, not because I was going to uh, do something about it and, and like order something from like eBay.co.uk. Okay. Um, I would do it just to get mad. Like, look at all these fuckers and all their CWC divers that they have. I don't know. I, no, I well, I just, if you recall, I don't feel comfortable. If you recall, <laughs> the original Slava Medical that I'd seen uh, that was being sold by Barabbas. God, God, I hate that man. I, I even saying his name just angers me. Uh, it was a UK listing. I was looking on the UK eBay. Well, the thing is, here's where we're going to also bite you in the ass. The reason that, that that little son of a bitch didn't sell me the watch is because it was a UK listing and he didn't want to sell it outside the UK. I'm the one that broke into his home and asked me and asked him to make me eggs. Like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't make, I only make eggs for people that live in my home. He just yeah, broke pro- into my probably, home. Probably wasn't expecting it. Yeah. At the same time, Fuck that guy. Fuck you, Barabbas. I will find your home and burn it down. I will burn that motherfucker <laughs> to the ground. Wherever you are in, like, East Beef Wellington or where the fuck... I have to look it up. I have to look up where he lived because it said, like, his location. And I swear to God, it was, like, East Beef Wellington in you UK. Can, you, can dig up, you can dig up your old eBay messages. Wouldn't be I'm pretty sure that's. I'm pretty sure that is not an actual place. Um, any listeners in the UK, is there an East Beef Wellington uh, if there is, and if you live there, if you know Barabbas, you tell him I'm coming for him. And I want my watch. I'd also like to add that his username was nothing near Barabbas. I don't, I, I, it was, it, it reminded me of Barabbas. It must have been something like Barnaby or, 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 or Beelzebub or just something like that. But it just, it just seemed like Barabbas. And There's I just, biblical I, it, names, dude. <laughs> I have have biblical class anger, dude. I'm still very (laughs) upset, man. You know? 
The wound is still fresh. It will always be fresh. If I'm ever riding an elevator and someone in passing says my name is my name is Barabbas, I'm gonna mug that motherfucker. I'm gonna mug the piss and vinegar out of him. I'm like, dude, you fucking ruined my life. You know. So you've you've decided to sell this. <laughs> I'm sorry. You decided no, to sorry. sell <laughs> to sell the Steverall first, correct? Uh, that's just the first one I thought of. Um, that was the first one I really like made the decision. Like, okay, you know, like th- that was the thing also. Like the choice to sell watches, the first one felt like the most difficult one. The first one I decided to sell was the, was the Bronze Moray. After that, I decided I wanted to sell my Janus, my Janus Trading Azores. And then after that, it was the Orient Disc. And then after that, it was the Orient Star GMT. So like... That was the first one, yeah. And I, for some reason, felt like the first one was just, I don't know, it was just difficult to, like, I feel like I was letting the watch down. Or I feel like I was betraying whatever happiness I had when I originally bought the watch. Which is a very silly thing to do, I feel like. In retrospect. You know, we grow grow as collectors, you know, and that's that's something you just, you get over. But here's here's kind of an important um, topic for the discussion. Uh, accepting payment uh are you doing are you doing square are you doing paypal are you doing i mean i i have a paypal account i have a a bank wire i'm not playing (laughs) illegal illegal online poker come on man but a lot of people do wire and it's it scares the crap out of me i'm like a wire like a buddy of a buddy of mine used to play online poker and the only secure way for him to get his money was through like western union out of like a drugstore it was always incredible. <laughs> it was like it's like oh I gotta go to I gotta go Western Union. I'm like dude like next thing you tell me is that you're waiting for your Amazon package to get here on the Pony Express. Like this just it doesn't like there has to be a better way. Is he is he by any chance the one that robbed the MBNF Mad Gallery? <laughs> he might be. Oh my god, dude! If you are, share the wealth. Share, <laughs> share the wealth, man. I thought we were friends. I thought we were cool. Like he loved me, man. But um. I mean, I have a PayPal account. Uh, uh, I've had bad experiences with it in the past uh, for other things, um, for contract work, but for buying watches, I've never had any issues with it. I've used it for, I used it to buy my Steverall. I used it to buy the Janus Trading. I've used it to, um, I've used it to buy stuff for my 3D printer. So, uh, you know, uh, but like selling an item with it, I don't think I've ever done that. I mean, I've built clients with it, you know, so. Well, but that's what I'm doing. But I know, I feel like PayPal is standard for for like for accepting payments. Does that make sense, or? Yeah, I mean, as and as obvious as this may be, um, wait <laughs> to see the balance on your PayPal account that the payment has come in before you walk over to the UPS store and ship the watch out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like like, do you mean there's like a like like is there a way that people can like scam you or like? They'll you'll get an email. Money has well, here, been sent. Well, here's here's an important thing with PayPal. Uh, I also in my listings at the very end, I always put that I'm that I only sell to PayPal users with a PayPal verified address because when the when their address is PayPal verified, you have seller protection. Now we all know that you know PayPal offers like great buyer protection but usually shitty seller protection uh if you if you ship to and sell to a paypal user with a paypal verified address 
you get stronger seller protection. So that's that's kind of that's one thing that I put. Um, you know, people have complained to me before, but you know, I don't really care. I'm not trying to get rich off a like a Seiko turtle. Um, you know, I personally only sell to users with a PayPal verified address. So for just for the seller protection, because some people some people do scam you. They'll say like, oh, I never got the watch, and then they keep the watch, and then they get all the money back. Wow, bastards. Yeah, so that does happen, and you know, if you're selling like a like a like a GMT master, <laughs> that's <laughs> you're, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, I could be wrong. I I could. It's been a while, like about a year since I've sold a watch, um, with like PayPal and stuff. Um, so if anybody has any insight on that, on on seller protection through PayPal and stuff, please let us know. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Also, you know, the 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 where you facilitate your watch purchase. If someone tries scamming you and you went through the watch subreddit, you let the mods, the moderators know of the watch exchange subreddit. And like, I mean, it's not necessarily seller protection, but like, like maybe you can stop it from happening to someone else. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so it's just one of those things. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, I feel like PayPal is just like the standard, but I didn't realize that was like that verified address thing was like a thing. I should see if my account is like a verified address account. I don't know. I PayPal'd you something earlier. Did like did it say to trust me? Uh, I didn't look. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't look. I'm a, I'm a bad PayPaler. <laughs> no, well, I mean you know it was from me, so you probably didn't think it was a big deal. What is that? Weird. What if what if you what if you do you do you accept Bitcoin? Can I can I can I give you some some Dude, I fucking yeah, the same guy that moved to Italy, Mike. If you're <laughs> listening, we bought a Bitcoin. A, like no, I, we didn't even buy a single Bitcoin. We bought like a quarter of a Bitcoin, but we bought it oh like God. way after it became popular. So we bought <laughs> it for way too much money. You know what I mean? Really? He, yeah, dude. We paid like. Paid like six hundred bucks for a quarter of a bitcoin. What? You know? How yeah, does that dude. even work? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really understand. And he was saying like, "Oh yeah, man, super popular. Tell it's going up in price." And he's like, "Do you want to go have these?" I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I guess." And I gave him three hundred bucks, which I did. I did not have that. I, I had that money, but I should not have spent that money um, at that time. That's a Seiko Turtle, Kaz. That's you know a, well, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, Kaz back then was thinking about Seiko Turtles. Kaz back then was thinking about you know. I don't know, not dying. How old was I? That must have been, uh, oof. <laughs> it was years ago, whenever whenever Bitcoin was popular. And so uh, we bought it. And I remember every morning I would make it a ritual of like checking the price of the Bitcoin. And like for a month, it just kept going down. And I'm like, uh, what's happening? And so I, 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 hit the, I hit my friend up and I'm like, hey man, it's going down. Like, can I just, can I just have... My half of the quarter of the, of the Bitcoin, like I just want to cash out now. And he was like, he was like, oh well, we can use the Bitcoin on like merchant sites and like to like buy products, so that way we don't have to like, you know, give each other cash, so on and so forth. And I was just so confused. I'm just like, you know, I don't even care, man. So I just remembered, Mike, other Mike, Mike who was listening in Italy, you owe me money, dude. You actually owe me money. <laughs> Well, I bring it. I bring it up because I had um, 
I had a client that wanted me to write content about buying Rolexes with Bitcoin. And oh he God. wanted it he wanted it to be a, a huge kind of marketing campaign and let people know that that they accept a Bitcoin for like Rolex watches and stuff like that. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no one no one cares. <laughs> I'm not gonna write about that. So no. if anyone has accepted Bitcoin for watches, let us know too. I'm I'm kind of interested. That's that's a that's a weird spot in the in the uh, internet. I think with like crypto mining and stuff like that. Like I, I don't I don't get any of that. I don't. I, I'm 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 very upset that I realize I'm owed money right now. You know what I'm saying? Well, what else? What else is kind of on your mind as far as like building the listing and stuff like that? Uh, the thing is with the watch exchange subreddit, like following like like the rules, like the like the rules of the form. So like making sure I like I write the listing correctly and like the title because you have to like write it a certain way and like to your point, making sure I have everything that's listed in the listing. So like you know dimensions and uh, crystal type and watch strap and then any imperfections or things like that. What I like is when people tell me like what they've been wearing the watch for. So like if someone's like, oh, I bought this watch and I really only wore it for like nice meetings and now I'm deciding to sell it. And like that tells me as a buyer, okay, I know this guy, you know, wasn't like gem mining with his bare fists while wearing his Orient, uh, Orient Bambino. You know what I mean? Like, like So I can probably safely assume the watch is not mm -hmm. gone through anything rigorous, you know. But if someone was just like, hey, I bought this SKX as a beater and I wore it every single day at my job and like. You know, uh, has wear and tear and things like that. Like I, I, I like that. You know what I mean? Well, here, here's one thing you're always gonna get bugged about, um, and and that's the, uh, that's the. Uh, are you taking trades, bruh? Question. Oh my like. god! Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not prepared for that. Uh, no, I'm not taking trades. If anyone's curious, uh, <laughs> I've never traded a watch. That no? scares me. That that that's. I I have to like. I feel like I would have to know the guy or gal like in person, like in real life. You know oh. what I mean? So I, I, I just, I just don't get it. Like how, how do you, there's no protection for that. I have a question. Know? Did we tech, did we technically trade watches? Did I trade my Vostok for your Seiko? Is that technically what happened? Yeah, but we did it in person. We did it. Yeah, we did it in person. I gifted you a watch and you gifted me another watch against my wishes. <laughs> so technically I, we traded but yeah you're right we, we, we did it in person the watch that i gifted you had um had very dark historical ties to it and bad memories <laughs> attached to it yeah at yeah. the time so i, I <laughs> you know and i thought i thought you know what i want to do something that makes me feel good right now at this moment so so i i wanted to give you that watch Want to give Kaz my bad memories? That's what I. <laughs> that's what I've decided to do. And that watch. That watch is badass. I. 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 I think it's super cool. And yeah. I'm happy that you. That you. That you like the. 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 The Vostok amphibian. That thing is just. That thing is just so wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. I want to get. I want to get some more 18 millimeter uh, straps for it. Just to oh, see well, how. I'll, uh, see I'll what will you some, work because I have a lot as we've <laughs> talked about. Um. That. Oh, that's another good topic. Are you kind of adding? Um, any kind of additional accessories or perks with any of the watches, like straps and stuff to sweeten the deal? My Janus trading came with 
I think it was an additional rubber strap that's going to be um, included. I, I, I'm just keeping it focused on things that the watch, um, you know, came with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I, I've done that. I've done that before too. Like I've sold, I think I've sold like three SKX watches, and I, I always like throw in like a few NATOs and stuff like that. Right. I think when I sold when I sold the Steinhardt Ocean um, Vintage Military, I. I threw in like a like a leather strap that came with it that I never wore. Okay. Uh, obviously, like the bracelet that came with the watch and like a bond NATO, which people always wear that uh, wear with that watch. So nice. It makes it, I, I think it makes the listing a little more attractive. You know, I don't know what you think. I agree with that. I, I, I agree. The thing is also depending on the situation. If you just have these NATOs or these extra straps lying around, and they're not. They're not doing anything, anything for you. You might as well throw them in the pot and see if you can't like sweeten the deal and at least make the watch more perspective. It's better to use them in your listing to sell a watch than to have them just sitting around. So like that makes sense. I don't think I don't really have any straps like that. The problem is I don't. There are very few straps I have dedicated to one watch. All my straps get traded across all these different fucking watches. You know. Hmm. Yeah, cause, so, I mean, because I've I've seen listings before for like say like for Seiko SKX 009, and it's like pre-owned or something. I'm like, eh, why is this listing like three hundred bucks? And then, but I'll see it. It's got like a bunch of NATO straps, and the watch is on like a strap code, like Super Oyster or something like that. Nice. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. And you see you see deals like that pop up, and you know, if I if I wanted another SKX. You know, with some extra knickknacks or whatever, I, I might go for one of those. You know, over yeah. like another listing. Huh. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's not something. I, 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 I'm just including things that came. You know, with the watches, but uh, uh I don't know. I'm trying to think. Is anything else that I'm forgetting? Because it's getting to be that time. It is. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, that's mm. the biggest. The biggest concerns I had as a first-time seller is where I'm going to sell it, and then um, how I'm going to structure the listing. And the best ways to structure a listing are just to be super, super transparent. Kind of let people know you're a first-time seller, and let them know you know how you wore the watch under the conditions you wore the watch. Did you wear it occasionally? Did you wear it every single day? And then in addition to that, as a list, super, super bare bones, just like a list of just like stats. So you know, case dimensions. Movement type, crystal type, uh, lug width, straps, things like that, and then um, and then the pictures are just you know, pictures are are just I try and account for every angle of the watch that makes sense. But the big thing also I think, uh, and that I always appreciate when I you know when I have bought a watch is that the person was willing to take additional pictures for you. you oh know? yeah, yeah. Always make yourself available to to, to do that, and I, I've yeah. done that too. So does that seem like a good checklist? And so again, I'm going to stick with my uh, initial recommendation of if you're a first time seller, um, getting over that hurdle of like not having feedback, so on and so forth, you know, check out the watch exchange subreddit. Like, like Michael, that makes sense to you? Yes, I think yeah, so. Yeah. But I, 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 I caution you only go there if you're actually an authentic seller. Like don't try and go there and scam people because that's fucked up. You're going to get burned if you do that. You're going to get burned. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get the horns, man. <laughs> is something squeaking in the background where you are? 
those those are that's a pair of crows kind of right outside okay i was literally gonna say it sounds like a crow was laughing at me and i'm like yo did you tell that fucking barabbas crow to go fuck itself all right (laughs) karate chop that shit in the throat yeah they're 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 trying to do a sign off for us hey crows (laughs) fuck with me me, crows i'm still upset but yeah so um in terms of like first time seller or watch did i miss anything you think i think we're good I okay think we're so good. if there's anything I, that i'm sorry no i definitely i definitely want to hear from the from the listeners to see what yeah. else people have done because i'm sure we're missing things yeah that's the thing if you have sold lots and lots of watches or you know if you've sold even just a few watches um let us know your experiences first time selling and maybe some things you want people to be conscious of what i would request instead of saying you know, email them to us or DM to us is put them in the comments of the show graphic for our Instagram. If you're on Instagram, that way everyone can actually hold on. My cat's here. What's up, sweetheart? Um, so, so everyone can actually see, you know, the, the 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 knowledge and information you're trying to share. If you're not on Instagram, then you can email it to us and we can. Oh, there's the dog. Then we the can dog. um then we can put that together and kind of just say it on air uh, next episode. But yeah, so if you've still watched before, share your thoughts and opinions in the comments below this uh, show graphic. Um, if you're a first time watch seller like I am, and there's something that maybe we didn't account for, or didn't mention, or if you have any questions about anything that we have mentioned, uh, let us know what's up in any way that's comfortable for you. Email, DM in uh, the comments or you know whatever. We'll get back to you you know as soon as we can and everything like that. Uh, let me see what else am I missing Uh, you can apparently now find Grand Seiko's in the Japan Pavilion in Epcot here in Walt Disney World I will I will never get over that (laughs) next time I'm in the parks I'm gonna do I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do some not not live stream but I'm gonna do a story segment there with the Grand Seiko's that'll be awesome I will I will add uh, one thing that we missed uh, as far as a place for selling watches uh, it's heavily kind of monitored and moderated and like zero bullshit and scammers have no place here. Uh, and I will say that like most of the people here like are just solid like buyers and sellers. And that's the dive watch connection. Um, oh shit, that's right. I'm not familiar with it, but you're on there. Yeah, yeah. Great, great place to hang out and have a few laughs because it is not... Uh, <laughs> not really a pc kind of uh watch forum are the it's two very, book watch knobs welcome you think because i've never been I, on there before yeah i would think so i would think so uh it's <laughs> it's it's a pretty pretty awesome place and and a lot of good listings on there and some some sellers and buyers that i think you'll recognize if you if you listen to the show and kind of follow us and stuff uh it's, nice. it's a great it's a great place to to try to sell a watch so this is a dumb question can you only sell dive watches on there no, I've seen a lot of stuff go. Anything from like okay. a like an SKX to like a Royal Oak offshore like chronograph. So Oh perfect. Yeah. I, I have a space in my watch box. Just <laughs> just for that one. I got I got I got forty thousand dollars in my pocket. I gotta get it out. Or however I don't know how much that watch costs. It's probably it's probably more than that. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> but uh okay yeah so um but, 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 dive watch connection i mean so if you were a first time seller do you think do you think it makes sense to try and like you know consider it i'd say i'd say post um post uh a couple times you know yeah. uh just just kind of regular discussions and stuff so people know you're not a psycho 
I think the first time I posted something, um, somebody asked me for nudes of my wife slash girlfriend if I had them. That's okay, how I was greeted. That's how I was you, greeted. What did you say? I said she's not home right now, <laughs> so I can't do. That. Not a no, not a yes. It's that she's not home right now. <laughs> just, just it's 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 a pretty kind. Of, it's a goofy place. It can be a goofy place. You know? That's funny. Just just don't don't take yourself yourself too seriously there. You know? Yeah, I think I think that's that, that seems like the biggest thing. Don't take it too so seriously, which is which sounds like it's an incredible place actually. Because that's that's it's basically what the show is about. Although I take myself too seriously all the time. I have panic attacks every time we record an episode. It's just it's just what I do now. But um, yeah. So uh, any questions? If you're a first time uh, seller that you think we didn't cover well or anything like that, let us know what's up. If you sold a lot, let us know what's up. If anything, any kind of like knowledge you want to share with people, um, look for Grand Seiko over Mitsu uh, motherfuckers Mitsukoshi in the Japan Pavilion Epcot here in Walt Disney World. Um, if we've made you laugh, if we've made your commute even just a little more enjoyable, or if we've made your workday a little more fun, consider checking out our Patreon, where you can kind of read about, you know, uh, where we want to broke Washington to grow and what we're all about, and consider supporting the episode. I think it's like I think the the the, the button is for like a one dollar pledge, but you can enter. In, I think we suggest four, but the button says one. But it honestly doesn't matter. I mean, we 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 have. I think we have like 30 patrons right now and that the fact that anyone even felt so strongly enough to go there and support us is just like incredible so that really means the world to us because that like we said before just with those 30 folks we were able to do the giveaway the 2000 follower giveaway we we're able to send ourselves to wind up speaking of giveaways michael we have to do another one soon because we're almost at 3,000 followers soon it'll be fun i think i think we'll pick something cool should we tease what it's going to be? Or should we at least tease what it's not going to be? Can I tease what it's, it's not going to be? It's not going to be a ceramic uh, AP perpetual calendar. Oh, it's fucked up, man. I was really banking on that. I was going to enter. I was going to I was, I was going to enter as Cornelius Bojmir. Cornelius, <laughs> Cornelius Bojmir IV. Uh, uh, truthfully, I will say that the 3,000 follower giveaway watch will not be a Seiko. Correct? Correct. Yeah, excellent. That's all. That, that's all you're gonna get. That's all you're gonna get out of me. I don't care if you waterboard me or make me eat yogurt. That's all you're gonna get out of me. That's it. I'm done talking. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm never done talking. But I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm supposed to say. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Should I start? Yeah, let's do it. Go for it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz, and you've been listening to Two Broke Watchdogs. Later. Later.